Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The 23-yard line. McCoy in trouble. It is Reddick again. His fourth sack of the game. Well, that's Hassan Reddick um, last year. Or was it the year before? I forget. Anyway, against the New York Giants. When was Colt McCoy the quarterback of the Giants? Was that last year, right? Uh, the year That's before. The year before. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, but double digits. Last year sacks. they had Mike Glennon and uh, <laughs> and Jake from uh, Jake from State Allstate. Form. Yeah. Right, and Glennon with the world's longest neck. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, but he's here now. He is a Philadelphia Eagle. He is, in fact, kind of all they've done since free agency opened. They lost Alex Singleton, and they got him. Singletary. Singleton. Excuse me. Uh, and, you wish uh, he was Singletary. Yeah, I wish he was Singletary. <laughs> uh, that's it, right? They 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 ended up bringing back Boston Scott, which I was glad to see. I like Boston Scott. They re-signed uh, Greg Ward. Okay, whoopty doopty. Um, and uh, Fletcher Cox still in limbo. Right. But let's focus on Reddick because that's all we got. Um, what's his role going to be? I mean, uh, pass rusher, obviously, right. but as a he's he's a Sam linebacker. Is what they're going to list him as, right? Uh, I think he's I think he's going to be your Sam. Yeah. Is he going to have to cover a little bit? Um, that, that's going to be up to Jonathan Gannon. Um, that's why. Look, I I I like the signing. I, I really did. I I, I think Reddick is is a really good player, and I think he demonstrated that over the last two years. I mean, he was a double-digit sack guy playing with two different teams, uh, which indicates that he's scheme-adaptable. Um, but he's not, you know, he's 6'1", he's 235. He's not a guy, he's not going to be Micah Parsons. So people are going to suggest that he's going to be that. You, you can't put his hand on the ground and ask him to be a defensive end. He's just not. So you're going to have to play him as a, as a linebacker. Um, and if you put him in the right spots, he can be a difference-making player, which they haven't had at linebacker in forever. But a lot of that's going to fall on the defensive coordinator. You, you bring a guy in who's a good player. Uh, you pay him a pretty fair amount of money, which they did. You better have an idea what you're going to do with him. You know? And I, uh, I kind of want to see what Jonathan Gannon does with him because you're giving him a guy that, who can play. Okay, now, coach, okay, now you put him in spots where he can, where he can impact the game. That's going to be on Gannon. Um, and I tell you, I, I do not want to see Hassan Reddick backpedaling on third down. You know, I don't want to see him with his back to the line of scrimmage running downfield with a running back. You know, you you got to set him up to do what he does best, which is come around the edge and get after the quarterback. That's what he is. That's what he does. And it's going to be on the defensive coordinator to put him in that position. You know, they, they tried to go that way. The last Sam was, was Gennard Avery, 
who they, you know, I mean, they yeah. gave up. I mean, they traded a fourth-round pick. It, was, it wasn't like they picked him up for nothing. Yeah. Uh, and he came here and, and contributed very, very little. But that's the position. And you basically want that guy to play linebacker, but mostly to be able to blitz and put pressure on the quarterback. Avery was never able to do it, but you know that Riddick can. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the news just breaks uh, within the last 10 minutes. They have officially re-signed Fletcher Cox to a one-year deal. So let us celebrate by playing a great Fletcher Cox moment. On first down, play action. Green blows up. He fumbles the football as he's hit. He lost it. The Eagles have it. Hit by Fletcher Cox. His third of the game. There's that man again. Not only does he get the sack, it's a sack strip, fumble, and recovery by Fletcher Cox. There's that man again. Well, there you go. And by the way, Merrill's going to be doing that for the next few years as well. How about also, that? Yeah, when you talk about great. Eagles signings in the last yeah. week, that's a big one. Yeah, Three more years one. of Merrill. Howie's a big one, yes. Three uh, more the, years of Merrill. The whole gang's going to keep going. Yep, yep, yep. Um, by the way, I, I just for, for, quick, before I completely forget about it, we had a caller in the last segment that talked about Zach Pascal, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the wide receiver from Indianapolis who's now a free agent who's been mentioned in connection with the Eagles. And the Eagles are looking for receivers, and Nick Sirianni coached this guy at his position at Indianapolis. Seems to me to be logical connection there. Uh, and we had the one caller who, who really trashed it. Uh, I wouldn't be so quick to do that. Um, I understand Sirianni's interest because um, the guy's a pretty good player. He's, 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 got, he's clearly, to me, he's clearly a slot player. You're not bringing him in to, be, to compete for one of the outside wide receiver spots. You know, you got Smith. I guess they're still hoping that Quez becomes that guy on the other side. But you do need somebody in the slot better than Ward. And Pascal is that. Uh, and, uh, and he can do a lot of things that I know Nick likes to do. And Nick used to call these plays. I mean, he's a jet sweep guy. When they want to run the ball, they'll bring him out of the slot and they'll pitch it to him and let him run it. He runs good patterns. He catches the football. He's been productive. I mean, he's a guy that went undrafted. He came out of Old Dominion, sort of fell through the cracks. He was under, undrafted, bounced around. Picked up by Washington, they cut him. Went to Tennessee, they cut him. Um, but he found a home in Indianapolis, and he found a coach in Nick Sirianni who really got a lot out of him. So is he a guy that's gonna, <laughs> that you're going to pop the corks and party in Broad Street that you signed him? Probably not. But for a team that has a need for that kind of player, a guy that can play in the slot, get open, catch the football, and do multiple things, he can do that, and I don't think he's going to command a whole ton of money. So if it turns out now, it's no, by no sure thing that he's going to come here. But if it turns out that he does come here, I think people who haven't seen a lot of the Colts and haven't seen a lot of Zach Pascal, I think they might be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I just think that people aren't going to be pleasantly surprised. I mean, maybe they'll be pleasantly surprised, but I think people thought like, hey, maybe they'll get Allen Robinson. You know, hey, maybe right. they'll, you know, they'll get one of the – one of the top wide receivers. They clearly have a need for somebody other than Devontae Smith who can be dynamic. Yes. And he's not dynamic. Who, he's, uh, oh, no, he, no, he's no. He's reliable. No. Right, right. He's steady. But, yeah, but he's kind, of what you, he's kind of what you want. He's the girlfriend your... who can cook. <laughs> I, think, I think that's probably selling him a little short. I mean, he, I, I like a couple things about him. I like his size. Um, I mean, a lot of slot receivers are, are little bitty guys that can't do a whole lot, certainly can't block. This guy's 6'2", 215, so he can do some of that stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. He can work the middle of the field. He can take the big hit. He runs – I'll tell you this, he runs really good patterns. Mm-hmm. He's got good hands and catches the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you want to do some tricky stuff, if you want to jet sweep him, he can do that kind of thing. Look, he's not, he, he's not going to the Pro Bowl anytime soon. But 
in a couple of years, in a couple of back-to-back years there in Indianapolis, you know, he averaged over 14 yards a catch, which for slot receivers is pretty good. So I, I think if you're, and again, we're projecting all this. I don't even know if this is going to happen. But sure, if it, turn, I, I, but if it right. turns out that you do this, then I think what, what is in Nick Sirianni's mind is he's looking at Devontae Smith as one receiver for sure. Uh, I think he's looking at Quez Watkins as the guy who can be the deep threat guy, who can be your nine-route guy, that can be the stretch of the defense guy. He has that kind of speed. And I, I think there's more there to Quez Watkins. I, I think, hope so. I think he could really develop. I thought that last September, and by November, I saw nothing. Yeah, uh, I, he came along, but not quite as far as I thought. But if you, that other receiver needs to be a speed guy who can threaten the defense deep, and Quiz has enough speed to do that. Well, then you're going to open up the middle of the field. You're going to work it with your slot and your tight end. You have a good tight end in Goddard, and uh, you know, and Zach is, is is a guy that can sort of play in there and do those kinds of things. So I'm, you know, I'm a little bit more thumbs up on on the idea of signing him than our caller was. Okay. And, uh, and Again, I have no strenuous objection, but to take it back to what I was saying uh, a moment earlier, it's like, oh, not only can she cook, but this girl can I, parallel. Listen, parts. I know, because like, you oh, and I, two weeks ago, we were talking about the wide receivers, and you and I were talking about, oh, you know, maybe Allen Robinson, maybe Chris yeah. Godwin. I mean, we're talking about elite yeah, well, players. Yeah, uh, and, you know, okay, this is what you got. But I think that in the right system, and in the right system playing under this coach in Indianapolis, he was pretty productive. Okay. Uh, D in Virginia has got some things to share today. Hi, D. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Hey, first of all, Ray, uh, congratulations on the Maxwell. Thank you, Dave. And, uh, I'm, I'm glad that you, you guys brought up Claude Giroux because, you know, a lot of the, the diehard Flyers fans are pretty much, you know, turned their backs, turned their heads, and, you know, would hate to, you know, you know, log on and see, oh, wow, you know, they, they traded Giroux. I mean, I, I think the guy epitomizes what you said uh, earlier, uh, Ray, about speaking the truth. I mean, sometimes he was great, sometimes he was good, sometimes he wasn't good enough, but he right. always played and played hard. So, you know, this town loves a guy like that. So, yeah, I'm glad you guys brought that up. And uh, as far as the Eagles thing, this has been a crazy, you know, free agency period. I got it. Um, but those teams that made some of those big splash moves, their rosters were built. Cleveland sucked for a while. Um, so did the Chargers. And you can say about the Bills, too. So these teams built up their rosters over years from getting high draft picks, whereas the Eagles were competitive and we didn't really pick high. So, hey, we didn't make those splashy moves. Hey, how we earn your money now? Build the team, draft wisely, put something around Hurt. If he's not the guy moving forward, then you do what the GM does and go get us a quarterback. And uh, as far as the slot receiver, yeah, I'm not all out on Pasquale, but I'd rather Jarvis Landry. But as far as Eagles fans, you know, calm down. We don't need to go buy the bright, shiny object all the time. You know, let's, let's just, you know, build the team. Yeah. Well, I think that um, the opportunity is there. Thanks, um, and, thank, and thank you, D. Um, yeah, the opportunity is there. Uh, that's why – I'm really looking forward to this draft. I'm really looking – you know, we all know how Howie likes to approach the draft. We know how much he loves to wheel and deal and play the board and all that kind of stuff. And he's never gone into a draft where he's had this much – has had this many cards to play. You know, he's, got, he's, he's going into this with, with three aces, okay? He's going into this with three first-round picks. Let's see what he does with them. I, I mean, I think, I, I think it's very unlikely, very unlikely that he's just going to sit there at 15, 16, and 19 and just take three players – uh, but I'll tell you that I think there is an argument to be made for that. I mean, I think there are enough really good players in areas where the Eagles have needs that you could get those guys 15, 16, 19. You don't have to get too cute here. The players are going to be there. You got the picks to go get them. But I, but knowing how he's knowing how his propensity to want to trade and to and to kind of make a splash, not just for the purposes of making a splash, but he just likes to 
he, you know, he's not a reactive guy. He wants to make things happen. I have a feeling that uh, the Eagles, they have three first-round picks now, but they're not going to use them all. They're going to package or they're going to trade out or they're going to do something. I would not object if they use two of them and then trade the third one for a first-rounder next year, kind of hedging your bet with Jalen Hurts. Mm -hmm. That wouldn't be the worst. I would be completely fine with that. Yeah, that that wouldn't be the worst strategy. If I were approaching it, um, if if I were approaching it, I I would play the board. You know, I, w- I would look at the board. I wouldn't jump to it. I wouldn't do it. I really wouldn't do it until it was my turn, until we were up on the board. But I want to see I want to see every move that's made above me. And if there's a player there that I really like that and I and I know, hey, this this guy, this guy is a fit. He's perfect for what our coaches want to do. And I know there's there's, you know, we could trade out now and we could get a couple picks later in this draft and maybe get a higher pick next year and do all of that stuff. And teams will be, if the phone will be ringing, that opportunity will be there. But if I'm looking at the board and I see a guy that I really like and I know he can come in and play right away, I'm going to take him. Yeah. By the way, last night when we were at the dinner, I got to see this guy, Joe Santa Liquito, who I guess wrote your bio for the, uh, for the program. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Joe, you did a great job last night because they gave Joe a lot of behind-the-scenes responsibilities where he was kind of like hurting people from this from point A to point B and getting them where they needed to be. And, Joe, you did, uh, you did terrific work last night. Oh, well, thank you, guys. Right, you won something last night? <laughs> yeah, it's sitting on the kitchen table right now. <laughs> Listen, I actually was just calling to congratulate you. Uh, if it wasn't for Ray, I wouldn't be part of the Maxwell Club. Ray's the one, Jesus God, uh, was it 15, 16 years ago that went to them and just said, hey, this guy covers a lot of high school football. It might be a consideration, and uh, I wouldn't be in the position I'm in in a lot of different areas if it wasn't for Ray. Uh, I keep on calling him the prince of the city, and he is in so many different ways. Um, the most important question, Ray, is do you have – did you remember to take home the uh, Tommy McDonald uh, piece? I did. I did. Glenn, there was a and, – and thank you, Joe, thank you for getting that for me and bringing it to me because I was thinking about during the night that I wanted to go get that, and I had forgotten, and you brought it. There was a there was a t- centerpieces on the tables with 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 pictures of previous Maxwell winners and yeah. one and one of the centerpieces was a really great picture of Tommy McDonald at the University of Oklahoma. Oh, and my, uh, and I, way, I my I, table yeah my table was John Capaletti. Yeah, and I saw that and I said, oh, I got to go get that. And then yeah. with so many things were going on, I totally forgot. And then at the end of the night, Joe went and got it for me. So uh, so Joe, yes, that that trust me, that will find a place of honor in our home. But uh, listen, uh, I, it, it was great seeing everybody last night. And I believe is it is the first time I'm part, the, I'm part of the Maxwell Club. It's the first time in, in, in two years or a year? It's a year, right? Since the pandemic. That's true. That's and true. We had this, so, and uh, couldn't have been couldn't have been a better event. Couldn't have, couldn't have honored better people. No, it was nice. a great it was, it was well, a great thanks. one, and it was a, and it was a great thing to see uh, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, who Joe knows very well. Joe covered him at Salem High School, uh, and uh, in fact recommended him for the for the Jim Henry Award as the, as the top high school player that he won. And to see him come back now as the uh, Burt Bell winner of Player of the Year in the National Football League, and uh, what a great guy he was. I mean, I, I got to meet him last night, and terrific kid. And boy, what a bright future has in, he has in the National Football League. He's a really really special player. Um, did they, they had the dinner the night before where you got to, um, uh, 
hang out with those guys, right? Just a smaller group. Yeah, um, a little smaller. Uh, but it was yeah, they had a, on Thursday night. There was a there was a pre dinner where they kind of just welcomed everybody and kind of gave us the lay of the land of what was expected of us on Friday and whatnot. So that was where I got to I got to meet some of these guys for the first time. And um, did you and then, tell Jordan Davis he's he's is going to be a Philadelphia Eagle? <laughs> uh, no, we didn't. Oh. We didn't. We didn't get to didn't that. Get around to that. We didn't get to that, but he was um, he, he was there, and I got to meet all the all the other award winners, including the high school award winners. It was it was really a, a terrific event, and I I, I give tremendous credit to um, Mark Walpert and Mark Diano, the two guys who are really heading the Maxwell Club now. I mean that is that is a tough dinner to pull off, boy. I mean eight hundred people plus you got award winners that are flying in from here and there, and you got to get them hotel rooms, and you got to get them picked up at the airport and there's so much that goes into staging a dinner of that scope um and they did a, a terrific job last night and as you said earlier i mean joe DeCamera, who really had to kind of pull it together as the mc did a terrific job it was a it was a great night it was really really Real a great night i mean we've been to some of those philadelphia sports hall of fame yeah that go on forever mm-hmm. and the speeches go on forever and this one, uh, it was like it was like the Academy Awards. Like you speak too long, they're going to start playing the music. Move on. Yeah, they didn't start playing the music on me, did they? No. no. Okay, good. You were great, right? There wasn't a, a dry eye in the house. I tried to. I tried. I I timed it. I wrote it out and I timed it. And I I timed it out at uh, two minutes and thirty five seconds. So I figured. Uh, I went three twenty. Ooh, really? Well, that was the applause. Oh. oh. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't forgot. count on that. I, I forgot that part. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. counting on no, that. No, I recorded it. It was 320. And, I, again, I really appreciate you mentioning me in there. It was very nice. Well, I appreciate you being there. Um, okay. Come up. We're going to talk some Phillies and get your calls, 215-592-9494. So, so a lot of our um, normal Saturday features we're not doing today because of all of the news. So tomorrow we will do our Shibe Sports this um, week in Philadelphia sports history. Have a good one. We'll do that tomorrow. Uh, we'll do what we're watching tomorrow. And what's great, Ray, is you and I are watching the same show. Yes. And I think we probably have different viewpoints on it. Oh, okay. Um, which is, I think you hate it. Um, I'm kind of leaning in that direction. Yeah. <laughs> I've, seen, <laughs> I've seen two episodes. How many have you seen? I've seen two. Okay. I don't know if the third one's out. Anyway, I don't want to give too much away. But um, if, I may try to catch a third tonight if it's, if it's available. Uh, and what's the third? Oh, Ray's College Draft Preview we will do tomorrow. We do have Tell Us Your Story coming up at noon with Fran Dunphy, Big Five Legends, so you can look forward to that, and we'll get your calls coming up. Ray and Glenn, Saturday morning on 94 WIP. Scheib Vintage Sports welcomes college basketball to town and invites everyone to see a unique piece of Philly sports history at their shop in Center City. In addition to the best throwback apparel in town, and we all know Scheib has that, Scheib is also home to the legendary Spectrum backboard that was used in the 1992 regional final. So come and experience the significant part of what many folks consider the greatest shot in college basketball history. You know it, Christian Leitner, um, as, as Duke beats Kentucky. It's there. So stop by at 13th and Walnut before you head to your next game or any time that you're in town. Scheib Vintage Sports where there's a story in every stitch. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.